you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed Some Light, episode 228, coming to you on a hmm, Thursday. On a day. day. Thursday, maybe, morning. It's definitely a day. Or a Wednesday afternoon. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Michael and Jack are back, and I feel like this is going to be a a slightly on the shorter side. Today's episode, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll just jump right into some sports talk right off the bat. Um... The White Sox are a wild ride of a team so far. I've I have I have so many different emotions. The White Sox are like like the like the the significant other that you have like a very toxic relationship with, but you guys keep getting back together despite everybody being like Shh, don't date each other ever again. Like that's what the White Sox are to me. I'm just like I don't like I shouldn't I don't want to do this, but something in me is just pulling me back in every time. Yeah. Yeah. We have now, since the last recording, have both been to a game live. Yes. I wanted to get your thoughts on the live experience with a pitch clock and, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't necessarily notice that big of a difference besides, like, taking a pee. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Like, you're kind of fucked if you're taking a pee. You're missing, like, at least half an inning. I have heard positive news because of that. Um the, the games are moving by so quickly that teams are petitioning to have beer sales go later into the game. Which makes no sense. Um, From a money-making standpoint, sure. it makes sense. It makes great from a, sense. From, from a, a safety standpoint, it's right. the stupidest thing in the yeah. entire world. Yeah. I believe beer sales are typically cut off in like the 6th or the 7th. 7th. And now they're... It's at the end of the 7th. They want them to go through the 8th. Which is just stupid. You're going to have like no time. By, like you get that last one in the 8th inning and the ninth inning is over that. in like 15 minutes. Exactly. It's not It's not a smart idea. I'll say that. For those with that don't have to worry about driving... It's a great, great idea. Great idea. Yeah. Fantastic for them. But everybody that does have to worry about driving, that sucks. Yeah. White Sox in the middle of a series with the Phillies at the moment. Doubleheader on Tuesday. Lost the first, won the second. Yeah, so there's let's let's do a deep dive into into the Sox real quick. So the offense as a whole, we're yet to really have a game where like both the offense and the pitching staff click. They're both of them are either insanely good or insanely bad so we have we have in baseball it's uh offense defense pitching football it's offense defense special teams right you got your three aspects of the game i haven't asked you this before and i'm putting you on the spot give a through however many games we are into the season grade overall grade for offense defense and pitching c minus offense okay C defense. Really? Okay. I mean, we haven't had that many errors. Okay. Comparatively speaking to how bad it could be. Sure. D plus pitching. 
to D minus. D, D, just a regular D. <laughs> and D plus. Okay. Okay, because and, and so and that's as a whole because there's individual sure, performers sure. that obviously have better or worse grades, but just as a whole, and that's so, what I'm trying to get to. So here's here's why. Actually, I might just go. I might give a C minus to the pitching staff. So and you I'll, have a I'll, C and two C minuses yeah, on the and, report card, and I'll tell you why. And this was this was what I I was driving into work today at four thirty in the morning thinking about this. By the way. Like this is this was the thought that I came up with. So the White Sox right now are seven and eleven. F- take a couple of those games th- of the losses. You got eleven losses, give or take six where they just got absolutely blown out. Mm-hmm. So five of those games where a couple things go our way, we get out of a jam, we have a little bit more situational hitting, we win five of those games, and we're twelve and six, and everything's great. But it didn't, so everybody's like, fucking burn this place to the ground. Right? Like, it's baseball. It's like, I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, fucking 20 games into the season being like, we're done, we're fucked forever. But, like, those things didn't bounce our way, and we lost. So we're 7-11. and 11. Could have been a lot better, which is why I kind of give it as, like, you're barely not passing. Yeah. I'm already, though, to the point where I'm worried that this was is was the what the whole rebuild was for and there's not a lot of fruits being shown for that labor yes 100 percent. they they have been extremely disappointing the past the early part of the season and pretty much all the last year and this is what everyone said that we were playing for correct and i know it's early I know it's early. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know. what Like, if, if everybody starts to get – like I said, if we all start to put it together at, the, at, like, a good time, like, I still believe this team can compete. Yeah, I agree. I'm just worried that us – the Sox putting it together is going to come at a time where it's too late already. I don't want to yeah. slip into such a deep hole at the beginning that you it's it's too deep to dig out. No, I 100% agree. And, and the April schedule is a – bitch and a half to get through so like if you are floating around 500 by the time april's over tip my hat to those socks their next nine games are either the the rays who are fucking what like 15 and one they're like 14 and three or something like that and they they have six games against the rays six or seven games against the rays and three games against the blue jays like that's a fucking gauntlet of a schedule but i'd rather get that out early fuck it hopefully and then start to click take care of business against the shitty teams which is what every good baseball team does and roll into the postseason cross my fingers (laughs) there there are certain aspects that are of both the pitching and the offense that are very concerning pitching in my opinion more so than the offense i don't know Pitching, I think it's more so like they're just not like like their pitch mixes are stuff that like I can sit at home and be like, here's what's coming. Yeah, you're really good at calling that. Yeah, I, like and and if I can do that, that means your your what you're pitching, your pitch mix, your pitch calling, whoever's doing it, isn't good. 
and and the only people that can rely on people being like hey they know what's coming and it still doesn't matter is basically dylan sees your shit has to be disgusting for that to happen because it can be like listen i know a slider's coming i know this is where it's going to be but it just doesn't fucking matter like no offense to lance lynn and and geo and clevenger's been great but lance lynn and geo and kind of Kopech in particular like you can't rely on hey my shit's gonna be disgusting day in and day out like sometimes it's not and you gotta like change things up and you gotta like adapt to what the batter is doing and i just don't they just haven't done that yeah lance lynn has definitely regressed which is an unfortunate sight to see so far so so this is my problem with lance lynn and it's why it's not really a problem he gets rocked in the first like inning or two and then he's fine the rest of the game like he he did it against the twins he did it the other day against the phillies where like he gives up fucking three or four and then just is like dealing the rest of the game wasn't that how geo was like last season or two seasons ago where like you just had to fight through the first two innings or something and then he was no that was solid that was cease cease would get cease would get rocked in the first inning and then be fine the rest of it because he had the nerves and then last season cease put it all together now he's still doing it but like that was that was definitely cease a couple of years ago but like i said like those are things where like if their like movement or their like velo wasn't there that'd be a major concern which your pitch mix is something that you can like easily change and should be easy to change you know mm-hmm. um so like you figure that out the offense we might be the only team in baseball that gets worse against the pitcher the more we see him (laughs) it makes no fucking sense normally it's like first time through the order it's just like a a wash you're just like hey if fucking if you hit the ball you hit the ball if you don't you don't second time through the order you're like okay i'm starting i'm starting to figure this guy out a little bit i know what his pitch mix is i know what his you know what his slider looks like what it is we get like just leave your pitcher in the entire game we won't fucking hit him after the first time it doesn't make any fucking sense we look like we go up there as if it's the first time we face the pitcher every single time yeah and it's evident in the the scoring output that the Sox put up because it feels majority like of their runs are first three of the runs are right at the beginning of the game and yep. then nothing happens after that i mean i I'll, I'll give you three times in particular we did that we did that against the whoever pitched the second half of the doubleheader yesterday he gave up three in the first and then went fucking nuts for the next f- six innings uh we did against twins. we did it against jorge lopez and the twins and we did it against grayson rodriguez and the orioles that's three games two of them we lost it doesn't make any sense. How the fuck do you get worse against a pitcher the more you see him? Like, they should know. that. And, like, I don't know who's that on. I don't know if that's on the co- – like, I'm going to blame the coaching staff for the most part for not, for not like, getting them prepared or being like, hey, here's what you should be looking for. But it's also on them because, like – and I'm not going to apologize to Frank Menachino because you fucking suck too. <laughs> but, like – we, we still don't have any plate discipline. We go up there, and it's just, there. there's no thought process, right? It's just, if the ball's coming towards me, I'm going to fucking swing. No matter what the count is, no matter who the pitcher is, and it just doesn't fucking make any sense. Like, I joked around about this. I, I love playing MLB The Show. 
you know why I can call pitches so well? Because I fucking understand where pitches are going to be and what you should be throwing in that count. And I'm not a professional baseball player. These dudes are. This is their living. They should be like, oh, one-two count. He's probably going to throw me this. I'm going to protect if he throws me here, but if he doesn't, I'm going to take a pitch. And they fucking eat sword. There goes a bat. It's like, dude, what were we looking for here? That's that's something that is like massively concerning to me. I would have to agree. I have two questions for you. Well, one question, and then I need you to help me to remember. Um, I would like to give my ins and outs slash apologies through this point in the season. But my question for you, as you mentioned, seven and eleven are the White Sox at the time of this recording. What is the record if um, Tim and Yoan are both healthy throughout this? The, I, I nine think that nine? no, I think that kind of goes back to the first thing, where like a couple games go our way and we're twelve and six. You think twelve and six? Like Ish? I, I don't think like every most White Sox fans are very down on the White Sox right now, and and rightfully so. I am. But, like, I am most White Sox fans. <laughs> yeah. And I, we talked about this on the other podcast where I am, I'm ignorantly optimistic. Mm-hmm. We're like, there was, like, the first two first series against the Astros, right? You split two and two. Easily could have won those other two games, right? So there's two immediately. One of the Pirates games, they won one nothing. Should have won that game. There's three. Both of the Minnesota games were within two runs. You could have easily won both of those games. There's we'll four, five, four. four. So again, even that, we're eleven and seven. That's still fucking great. Like I, I it's not something that like, and I think I'm not going to be like we lost that game because fucking Tim and Yoan weren't there. But like, dude, it definitely helps. Oh, absolutely. So I don't know. It's just. I hate to say it, but because it's just like the same fucking bullshit over and over again. Where it's like, sure, if they can stay healthy, if they can do this, but they can't. No. So and that's like been it, a narrative for years. Yeah. And it's just like our situational hitting is still fucking ass. I said it kind of jokingly to you. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. Just fucking intentionally walk the first three batters because we're not going to score. We're just going to fucking strike out and then fucking walk or strike out and ground into a double play. As Trey Turner hits a fucking leadoff bomb. So, fucking, who knows, dude? I don't know. My ins, outs, and apologies through the first uh, 16, 17 games of the season. I was out on Romy Gonzalez, and I am now in on him. I trashed him in an earlier episode, and I would like to send out my apologies. I I like him. Okay. I liked um, Hanser Alberto. And not that I'm trashing him, I get that he's a great clubhouse guy, but his defense is questionable at best. And I don't think that uh, he's like right on the fringe of still deserving a roster spot, in my opinion. I don't. So so my thing with him is I don't think we really have another third baseman that could be on the roster. Jake Berger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's already there. Yeah. But when Yoan comes back, yeah, sure. If they I'm not, send Jake Berger I'm not down, sending, I'm going to be yeah. furious. I'm not. I'm not sending Jake Berger down. No shot. You can't. Absolutely cannot. So, and then uh, Eloy, I'm done with him. I'm ready to get rid of him. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not there yet. 
He, but again, it, he has the same problem as the rest of our fucking offense does, where they just don't have an approach at the plate. I mean, granted, I know that he's been injured, but he's batting like 160 as the DH. Your only job is to hit and not get injured, and you can't do, you can only do, well, actually, he can't do either of those. I mean, Kyle, they just flash Kyle Schwarber's numbers, he's batting 200. Schwarber, oh yeah, alright, but still, I'm, I'm done on Eloy. I'm not done. I believe. Hashtag done. There are very few people. This is the other thing, too, where, like, I I always said this as, like, I was always, I, I'm kind of playing both ends of the sword here, both sides of the sword, so I'll hand up admit that, where it's, like, White Sox fans are almost too loyal to a fault, where they're, like, hey, I want to win with our guys instead of, like, going and trading for people. I'll, there are very few it's basically Leroy Garcia, now that I say it, and Dallas Keuchel, that I was like, get the fuck off my team. Craig Kimbrell? Uh, but see, I was never, even that, I was never like, get I was never like get him off my team. I was still rooting for him to do well. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just didn't know if he fell into that category. I no. wasn't saying that he was. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's quite literally Leroy Garcia and Dallas Keuchel that I've been like, I cannot fucking stand you guys. Get the fuck off my team. If, if you're not one of those two people then I'm going to root for you. And, like, I want you to do well until you're not on my team. So, like, I'm always going to root for Eloy. I'm never going to be done with him because I know how good he can be. You know? Yeah, me too. I just haven't seen it in years, and he's he is on a fast-track pace to the Leori Garcia level in my mind. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. He was like... Don't, don't you... He was, ever put he was, those two on the same category. He was one of the cornerstone pieces of that trade and has had one good year since being here. Dude. Okay, but Leori Garcia level is like atrociously bad. Leori Garcia was like years on top of years on top of years of like nothing but pain and suffering with his, Leori Garcia. Has Eloy been with the Sox for four or five years or longer? Uh, At least three maybe four because he came over when whenever Cease did and this is Cease's I think fourth year so four yeah so he's he's had one one out of four good years I don't know if he was called up right away though I don't know if him and Cease made the debut at the same time I don't know dude I'm I'm over it I'm done with him I'm not, I'm not done with shed him a tear. and he's gonna fucking go yard in this first inning live while we're doing this podcast and I'm gonna tell you to suck one that's fine with me I hope he does but I'm out on Jake Diekman. Sorry. Jake Diekman sucks. Aaron Bummer continues to worry me. I Okay. So did you watch Did you watch the second game of the doubleheader? Um, most of it. I felt so bad for Aaron Bummer. Yeah, he didn't deserve to get booed. Yeah, granted, seriously. Granted, Fuck. gives up the no-hitter in, okay. in two pitches. But it was still a good pitch. That's number one. Second of all, I'll say it. Fucking a combined no-hitter is not a no-hitter. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Unless this, one guy throws every pitch, it doesn't fucking matter. They have this argument on pardon my take all the time. No, yeah, I'm. I don't like. Like, I'll say this: if we threw a combined no hitter, I'd be like, "That's cool." I wouldn't be like, "Yeah, fucking, we threw a no hitter." If one guy throws a no hitter, I'm like, "That's fucking awesome." Let's go. Yeah. Like, and and the funniest part is like, so say. Say one guy was throwing a no-hitter, and 
some guy ropes a ball to to short second wherever and and whoever's playing there makes it tries to make a diving stop and it fucking hits him in the glove and he fucking throws it over to first and the guy beats out the run to give him a hit do you think the Sox fans are booing the shortstop no exactly I'm with you. I don't think that he deserved to get booed. I'm just saying that whenever he goes in the game, it worries me. Well, so him him and Graveman are both the same thing where it's like, you guys are going to come in the game and you are going to either be the best reliever I have ever seen or you guys are going to be absolute batting practice and throw directly down the middle. And there's, there's no in-between with them. Agreed. So... A lot of stuff the Sox need to figure out. Yep. But I will say this. Besides maybe the batting, like get it, the getting worse, a lot of that stuff is like in a somewhat easy fix. Sure. Something that is fixable during the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Figure it out. You know who else I've been? And I'm not, by no means, am I bashing him. But I've been a little disappointed in Oscar Colas. Def- not defensively. Offensively. Oh. Ah. He's, besides like the walk-off, he's been having some at-bats where I'm like, brother, like oh, you're brother. just up You're just up here to fucking swing the bat, aren't you? Like you want to talk about someone who's had some like Leori Garcia-esque at-bats? Oscar Colas has this here. Where it's just like three pitches, none of them are in the fucking zone. And... He's swinging at all three of them. Yeah. And I get it. He's a rookie. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not Give mad at him. Or I'm not like, I'm not bashing him being like, you suck. But it is like, all right, dude, come on. Like, what the fuck? Take a pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from Sox talk. Um, a couple things. You want to jump into a couple Notre Dame things? Sure. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to find his name. Notre Dame got finally got a new basketball. Um, oh, yeah. The kid from Northwestern. Yeah. Former top 150 kid coming out of high school. I don't really know too much about him, but now... He's a 6'4 sophomore. (laughs) I actually don't know if he's a sophomore, but he is 6'4. I do know that. Oh, there you go. They now officially have enough active scholarship players to have a starting five. Let's go. The Shrewsbury era is off to a hot start. Don't let them heat up. (laughs) Five players on next year's roster, and... Uh, news coming out earlier in the week. Mike Bray is going to coach for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. So, so I've I've been thinking about this, and they haven't said they haven't said what his role is going to be. Yeah, and they're not going to release yeah, it until after, after the, the season. season. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's going to be a good coach in the NBA. And this is not me like bashing him for leaving Notre Dame. I'd like. It is what it is. He fucking what he sucked for the past couple of years, so like it is what it is. But like I don't think of him as a good NBA coach. I think of him as like his his best quality has always been he has gotten more out of his players than what's expected. And I think Oh, the Vaughn Mower. Vaughn Mower. Hey, get him while I get him in the first inning. <laughs> get him in the first <laughs> inning. Socks up two to one. Get him in the first. That's all the fucking matters. We're probably he's this guy's probably gonna throw a no hitter two through eight today. Yep. So um so he's always been, Mike Bray's always been able to get 
more out of his players than expected. And I feel like that's because he's a very good, like, rah-rah, like, we're a team type of coach. And he's not the best X's and O's coach. And I think in the NBA, it's flipped where, like, you have to be a good X's and O's guy. And being that, like, hey, look at us, we're a team, rah-rah-rah, the players are like, dude, fuck off. Well, I think I think that that's where he's going to actually succeed in the NBA because he's not going to be the head coach. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. have a much, 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 like, significantly yeah. less prominent role where he can basically— my guess is that he's going to be something like in football where like you have like an offensive analyst okay. or something. Okay. Like it's going to be a very focused, specific role that like he's not going to have an overly abundant uh, yeah. job description, I guess. Yeah. So uh, that was that was my thing. If he is a – I even think if he's like an assistant coach, I think it's probably a waste of a spot. Yeah. Like he his job should be like – hey like what's your input on this or like watch just like watch this team's defense and see how they play and then like we'll like weaknesses that we can attack well like we might take your advice we might not take your advice but if he's like if he's on the bench like being like yo coach here's what to do like that's not a good role for him again he's just he's just he's just like hawks are on a 10 nothing run he's like hey time out time out time out kill the (laughs) kill the momentum fuck the momentum not not uh not bashing his him as a coach he was great at notre dame he did exactly what he was brought there to do it will be funny though to see if he busts out his signature like pump up the crowd move on the sidelines (laughs) please i'd love to see that that'd be hilarious do you think he goes mock t first first game Ooh, I don't know. Just bust that bad what, boy what back are, out. Uh, what are the NBA assistants wearing these days? Because I feel like sometimes it's suit and tie, and sometimes it's like player I think gear. It's, I think it's up to its viewer discretion, personal discretion. I hope the best for him. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I know a lot of Notre Dame fans are like not happy with him. I really don't have a, a beef with him. Besides, besides, if like, and again, big if, if it is true that he was like telling people to transfer like jj and van allen then then fuck him yeah because that's a shitty way to go regardless of what's happening right right because like we i i was i forget who i was talking to the other day about this where it's like notre dame was probably like hey we want you we don't want to fire you but we will if you don't retire is how is how i'm assuming that went down Mm -hmm. and if he took offense to that he's got a very fragile ego because, like, think about it like any other job, right? You're like, hey, you've been underperforming for three years. We're going to fire you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck? You're like, I don't know, man. You haven't you haven't really done anything. We haven't gotten any better in three years. And they're like, hey, whoa, you can't fire me. Like, that's bullshit. It's like, no, no, no. You deserve to be fired. I mean, we, I know that I've, I've brought it up on previous episodes, but, like, you need someone – um, with the same sort of, I guess, mentality or flexibility at a place like Notre Dame where like you're, you're just not a basketball school. So you can't go in there expecting to get the same treatment as the football sure. team. So you need someone that is, as you said, is able to get a lot more out of the players than what should be expected from them without, you know, being over the top and like, well, the football team gets this, so why don't we get this? Like, yeah. it's it's just complete two different completely playing fields. 
Yeah. Completely two different playing fields. That's the phrase Completely I was looking Completely two for. playing fields. <laughs> now, now that I'm thinking about it, though, we've said it where um, it's been like... Um, sorry, Philly's just one yard again, so we're fucked. Um, is we've said it before, Notre Dame is like a big dumpster fire right now for college basketball. Mm-hmm. However, transfer portal wise, are we the best sell? Hey man, hey man, come here. We don't have anybody else. <laughs> You're gonna start immediately. Here's your competition. Look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking. We got four people on the active roster with scholarships right now, so it's basically just you. But, all right, I'm gonna get a lot of playing time. Yeah, at a at a pretty like well-known school. Yeah, yeah. Also heard a, heard a little bit of news that uh, IU is going after Cormac. I would love that. I'll take oh, Cormac nice, on the Hoosiers. Nice. That'd be- he, like finally, finally a, a, finally a white guy that can shoot the ball. Fucking, it's not like that's what Indiana's known for. There you go, there you go. And then uh, only other thing, Notre Dame wise, I I still keep hearing rumblings about Lorenzo Styles taking reps as a corner, and uh, from what I've heard, it's going well. Shit, man! If he gets him on the field, I don't give a fuck where he plays. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that he was being recruited by some schools as a corner out of high school oh well then that's fine so like he 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 knows he, it so he knows a position he gave the funniest quote a little a couple days ago in one of his media things where i i don't even know the the question or how it got brought up on topic but he said something about um how hard of an adjustment it was for him going from high school to college and again, not saying any, he didn't say any names, but because of the lack of development that the wide receiver coach at Notre Dame provided for him, <laughs> I was like, oh, Dell Alexander, pow. Jesus. <laughs> That's also like wild though. Cause like Dell Alexander's a dude that recruited him. Yeah. I mean, which is like, I, I was saying it for years. He, he stinks it. He stunk as a coach. Sure. But it's, it's also wild. Like. It may, that that quote makes it sound like he got like put in the Notre Dame system, and like he didn't have a choice. It's like I don't know, man. You like you chose to play for that guy. Now, I'm not trying to like shit on Lorenzo Styles, but it's like. And again, I when you listen to the quote, like that's how I interpreted it. Other people I've heard on like the message board and other podcasts and stuff were saying that that's how he was referring to his high school development. Oh, okay. So I don't know, but I, I personally, when I heard it, took it as college. I don't know. Yeah, kind of makes it sound like college. Yeah, kind of the insinuating. This weekend, blue and gold game. Supposed if the weather holds up, weather. yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> fuck. Let's hope. Yep. Blue and gold game. That was like a. It's fun to go to, but it's like a no-win situation. It was. It was so much fun last year with being Freeman's first year because. It legitimately felt like a normal football weekend. Like, I've never seen that many people tailgating or at the blue and gold game. Oh, for sure. For sure. But what I'm saying is, like, like if one team looks good, it just means that the other half of the ball on your own team looked bad. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have that regardless. So I know, but it's just, like, one of those things that's, like, half the time I'm going there, be like, oh, let's see who looks good. And then, like, 
yo, this guy looks really good. It also means that whoever he was going up against looked like absolute dog shit. But then that that's, I think, where like the draft aspect comes in and helps because it's not necessarily ones versus ones, twos versus twos. It's like, you know, you you got a pretty good mix of like a one going up against a two or a two going up against a one. It's not. Yeah, but I also like that. I like a little bit of cohesiveness. Well, not not even that, but like I'm fine with doing that for position players i think that at least your offensive line should always be exactly the same yeah because it's like you need to start building that like camaraderie with the guys that you're going to be playing yeah now i understand that if like you you sub in a guy or here and there but like like blake fisher and joe alt should always be on the same offensive line I heard Blake Fisher has lost a ton of weight, like almost too much. I heard he's still like, I heard he's like a fucking ripped, like 316. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. Fuck it, dude. It means he's moving and grooving. That's right. Dude, is that, that might be the scariest. Do you think that's like the scariest sight in all the sports? Like, like a pulling guard? Like, um, just imagine, like, you're, Quentin like, a linebacker. Nelson. Yeah, and, like, you're, like, I'm reading this play, and then all of a sudden you just see this fucking 6'6", 330 offensive lineman just hauling ass right for you. I'd be, like, I'm just getting out of the fucking way, dude. Like, nothing's going to fucking happen. Yeah. I would, I would legitimately shit my pants. It is what it is. Okay, that's all the sports talk I have. You got anything else? Uh, Notre Dame beat Duke in lacrosse. Fuck you, Duke. Boom. I think we might have talked about that. I thought we did, yeah. But they play UNC this weekend. There you go. Senior day. Shout out. Okay. Um, wrapping up sports talk, we are moving into the best thing in the world to start with the letter Y. We're Ooh. coming to the very end. What? Before we start that, I want to give a shout out, and I normally don't give a shout out to this city in particular. I don't have any beef against them. I want to give a shout out to the city of St. Louis. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go, but okay. I just had like ESPN on the other weekend, mm-hmm. like as I do normally, just as like background noise. And it was the St. Louis XFL game, the Battle, the Hawks. Battle Hawks. Dude, they like fucking sold out that stadium that they played in. Nice. And like people are like, like they got like the fucking costumes like they do in the NFL and they're fucking banging on the wall and shit. And I was like, holy fuck dude i was like i don't know if this happens at every stadium they go to but fucking shout out to st louis they pack that thing they're 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 and still it might have just been losing the rams yeah that is true <laughs> it might have just been like one of those things where like it, the, the crowd work like the camera angles made it seem mm-hmm. but like from every even like every like far out zoom shot like you could see like the stands were full so i was like fucking shout out to st louis I said, it a while. Hawks, I said it a while ago, but I knew quite a few people that have, or I know quite a few people that have gone to D.C. Defenders games. Is the lingerie football league still a thing? <laughs> I have no idea. I would love to go to one of those games. It's basically indoor football, but then, like, but, and then, so the girls have, are obviously in lingerie, but then they have, like, shoulder pads and a helmet. Yeah. So they, like, fuck each other up, dude. I'd love to go to one of those games. Please. <laughs> Hope it's still a thing. <laughs> Slam ball's coming back, so fucking bring it back lingerie football. All right. Now you good for the best things that start with Y? 
Sure. We're almost to the very end of the alphabet here. I don't know what we're going to fill this in with. We've we've gone from the, uh, what what did we do? The top 100 things in the world. And then we did the most annoying 100 things in the world. And now we'll figure out something. we've got the best things that start with each letter. I don't know. Send us suggestions. What else you want to hear? Uh, clear and away answer for me for why Yellowstone. I was going to go TV yodeling. Show. Oh. Yo, lay hoo You know what I'm saying? Uh, yo, yo, Bob. Walk, Walk the, dog. the dog. Pow. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with YouTube. Just for the versatility. That's That's a great Just the versatility. I know that it's more of a Cubs thing, but yelling Yabo on a home run is pretty fun. Yahtzee. Yahtzee is a good one. (laughs) Yahtzee is a great one. Um, I'm not going to say Yahoo because Gmail is better. Yeah, Yoohoo. It's it's just a chocolate drink. It's not chocolate milk. Yeah, fuck I'm, you. I'm I'm out on that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Kind of gross. Yeah, but I think I think I kind of fucked it for myself because I went into it thinking it was chocolate milk. Yeah, but even the fact just chocolate drink like that's what's on their label. I yeah. don't want it. I don't want that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Yelp is pretty good for like recommendations. I uh, see. Uh, I'm out on Yelp. Oh, Sierra's big on Yelp. If things don't have a good Yelp score, we're we're not going there. So okay, I lied. I'm not out on Yelp. I'm out on people who comment on Yelp. Like if you take the time to write a Yelp review, the review has to be like they like shit in my food in front of me. I've I've it, I've if, written some pretty mean Yelp reviews. You're such a loser, dude. Because I'll tell you what, it, like I said, unless they like blatantly disrespect me, like I'm gonna be like, well, that place wasn't good, and then I'm gonna leave, and then I'm not gonna think about it again. I can tell you my my worst experience with a place from Yelp. If you'd like to hear that story, real quick, please. <laughs> so I've been dreaming of this all day, actually. The second place that Sierra and I lived in Chicago. We went to a furniture store because we needed a new couch, right? This was on, Oh, I know this story. Yeah, this was like the middle of the week, and they promised us that they would have the couch there within two days because we had a whole group of people coming that weekend that we needed the couch in order to be able to sleep, you know, yeah. the guests. They delivered the couch, and it was a sectional, but they delivered... The op, like the opposite end of the sectional so it should have been the long piece and then like a left piece but they mm-hmm. delivered us a right piece and then they wouldn't come and pick it up and then we asked just for like a delivery refund like because we had to pay an extra fee to get it delivered on time and all that they would give us was a $50 gift card to their store I'm yeah. never in my life going back to shop at that store so what good is that going to do I filed so many complaints I went through the Better Business Bureau I was I was trying to press all the charges that I could, and they were just they were terrible. So of course I left them a bad Yelp review. No, I listen. I get that 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 sucks, but it's just like, like just the act of sitting down and like going to fucking Yelp.com and then like fucking logging in and being like, listen, this motherfucker <laughs> didn't fucking deliver the section fucking, and just being there for like twenty minutes, being pissed about it. Like I'd be mad about it for fucking two minutes, dude. I'm like, oh, well, this fucking sucks. It's a good release of anger. Okay, sure. You can type it out. Don't fucking hit send. Oh, I'm sending it. I want the people to no. know. I, no one else should have to give their business, their hard-earned money away for something that the store just can't promise. If I ever am, like, scrolling through Yelp 
and I'm like, the only reason I'd ever go to Yelp would be a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking at the comments, and I see your name on there. <laughs> Is there any way to comment on a comment? I think so. Okay, I'm I'm going to no matter what, no matter what the. Uh, the comment is good or bad. <laughs> I'm going to comment the opposite. <laughs> so if you're like this place sucks, I'm going to comment on the this bottom of it and be like, I don't know what this fucker's talking about. This was awesome. This was my favorite place, regardless of how my service was there. It could suck just as much, if not worse. And I'm still going to be like, nope. I'm going to say the exact opposite thing, and I'm definitely using a fake name on there. <laughs> I'm doing a quick check. I've left five yelp reviews that's five too many what what have i reviewed can we, can i read one of your yelp reviews oh oh these were all warranted and then my fifth did one, you I, ever did you ever give a good yelp review yeah my fifth one i had to give five stars because all my other ones were one star so oh, i felt like can i, I had read to, one uh, yeah you can you can pick one i already told this story so you don't need to read that and don't pick the five star one because I, like I said, I just put that on there because I needed a five star review, and so it didn't look like I was just a grouchy person on Yelp. <laughs> you are a grouchy person on Yelp, dude. <laughs> Which one are you gonna pick? I like, I like the fact that oh, this is the one you where you got fire fested. Yep, that's pretty funny. That's, but was that, it the? That but was it a review? Okay, time out. Was it? I thought okay, but that's not the hotel. Was it put on through the hotel? Yeah. I thought it was put on through like a different, like a, a third party at the hotel. It, yeah, but they were in coordination with each other. I don't know, man. You're, it seems like you're just giving this this hotel a bad review and it was the guy that bamboozled you. Nah. You can click on them because there's a lot written on there. You, they, they oh, Jesus the Christ. Which one are you looking I at? Like, I like the, the, one, the one that you said about the review i wish i would have read the reviews before shopping here at least admitting your own mistake yeah see because other people oh. leave bad reviews wait time out though your second sentence is i have already posted a review about their horrible customer service come on you doubled them you up dude. double reviewed them dude yes. come I'm tra- on. i was trying to sink their rating i'm still trying to sink their rating just every day you're in there fucking one star one, one star, star one star <laughs> I like the I like the five star one the best. Great food, decently priced. We are fans. <laughs> Buffalo chicken wrap and the Greek chicken bowl are the go to orders. Yeah. I want to punch you in the face. Like I said, I just had to put that on there so that I wasn't just a one star review guy. You should just you should just start leaving like random <laughs> reviews on shit that you haven't gone to, and just like making up like a good or a bad story about them, just like fucking seeing what happens. So there's a YouTuber that I follow. I might start doing this. There's a YouTuber that I follow who um, was purchasing a large piece of equipment, and uh, the place That's such an odd like the the way you described that was just weird. <laughs> the place that he bought it from scammed him, and he was like, it was, he made a whole YouTube video about it, and. I had the same idea as hundreds of other people watching the video that went on Google and left a bad review for the place, and their their rating is down to like 1.2 stars overall because people are watching this kid, this guy's video. Yeah, but see, that could be a bad thing. What if that guy fucked up and just spun the facts that like no, because that's they gave him the benefit of the doubt. They recorded the whole all of the phone conversations and then played it back and. Uh, he the, the the place that was selling this stuff clearly messed up and did nothing to help either. 
Didn't mean for this to spiral into a discussion about ratings. All I'm saying is I'm not leaving a fucking Yelp review. Only when it's warranted. Like I said, like I would have to go. The customer service would have to be like they nut tapped me on the way to bring my food, <laughs> and then I'd be like, I'd probably give them a three star. I'd be like, kind of funny though. <laughs> Hell of a move, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what else do you have? That's all I got. I think that's all I got. <laughs> okay, wrapping up. Shed some light. Episode two. Here's your chicken wrap. Bang. <laughs> Twenty eight. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully you give us more than a one-star review. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back the next time that we record. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.